0: If you have questions, we can, or anything anyone wants to share, or the joy of sharing. How to keep our mind still for life? Although we surrender um, with, with any difficulties, we just surrender. In spite of them, how to How to keep the mind still. <clears throat> there are several stages through which it passes. For example, quietude, calm, peace, stillness, these are the stages through which the mind grows. The first thing, the most elementary practice that is necessary is to train the mind to concentrate on whatever it is doing, it's a tremendous practice. Otherwise, it's all the time discussed. See, even in discussion, talk, the mind tends to get scattered. So, to train the mind to attend to whatever it is doing. It's called learning to attend, attention. So, we'll notice ourselves many times that we are given a work and mind is going somewhere else. So, rooted it to the body, whatever work is at hand. It may be drinking glass of water, it may be cooking, it may be typing something. So, this capacity of the mind to focus on whatever work is at hand. Take another example of discussion, when people discuss. See how topics jump from one to another. Whereas it's a good practice to stay on to the subject, not allow it to go here and there. This is an elementary form of meditation, where we take up one idea and we let the thoughts run around that idea. So if we do these elementary practices, then the mind learns to become a little more focused and begins to become a little more quiet. Then the other thing to do is during our meditations to slowly, when we interiorize, to discover that zone where everything is quiet. And initially it's not easy because we will experience thoughts and all kinds of things rising up, restlessness, and people often give up. They say, oh, I'll do meditation later. Meditation is very difficult. It's not we have to continue and persist. That if I have to go within, I have to go within. Sit, 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 sit. After some time you will see that initially there is a uh, moment of disturbance because we are caught in that storm. But an inner door opens and we slip through that, like Alice in Wonderland, in another dimension where everything is quiet. So the more we practice, the more this door Begins to become more and more open, wider, and any time we want, we can enter into that door. Sometimes it's very easy, sometimes it becomes a little difficult depending on the situation. So every day to practice entering into that inner state of quietude. And as I said, it takes time, but one should practice every day. The third thing is to call peace from above. So whatever we may be doing, just to call peace, 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 whenever we get some time. Slowly peace at some point, maybe one month, two months, three months, it will descend. If we are persisting, and then it begins to quieten everything. It comes and starts arranging things for us. Another thing which is paradoxical and which is very helpful. See, a lot of disturbance of the mind is, not because of the mind itself, but because of the vital. So vital is very restless in human beings, mind is also restless, vital makes it even more restless. So you will observe that if you are sitting quietly, the vital will start making, I should do this, I should do that, something will start coming. It's not even like a thought, but what they call itch, take up something, do this. Sitting quietly is so difficult because vital is there in human nature which doesn't allow us to sit quietly. So a good thing for the vital is to, good way to make the vital restlessness quiet is to engage in some sports or everyday some vigorous physical activity. So in the ashram you will see this, that Mother gave so much importance to sports. But otherwise uh, this energy, which is there, this energy is meant for progress, but it's not easy to turn it upward. So this, this it needs channel. It's like a little child in the room. So if you don't give some work or some task to, the child will keep jumping. If you keep telling the child, don't jump on the sofa, he'll not listen. But if you give the child some activity which engages the child, then you will see that the child slowly, instead of the sofa, is on to that. So the vital also needs to be given some work, some activity and that's why again we come to this, that work for the divine purify is the vital nature. Because this restlessness in the vital comes from various sources, one of them is, one of them is intrinsic restlessness of the vital, this one part. Then another thing which disturbs the vital very much is desires. Then a the third element which disturbs the vital, ambition. So, all these will create storms inside the vajra, passions, so they create a storm. So when we turn them towards the divine, then slowly, initially it's a tough calling, but slowly they will. So we have to see where are the elements of desire inside us, when we are doing work. That's why the Gita speaks of the nishkam karma. Many things will happen which are not to our liking. It's not only in job, in every sphere of activity, in human relationship. Child may not listen to us, for example. We may want the child to do something, child may do something else. It's okay to allow that freedom, space. You have done your best. That should be your, our this thing. Otherwise, a lot of discursive activity of the mind is simply because of results. What is going to happen? Even in yoga, we start doing that. So this way, and it takes long time, and of course as I said, uh, as is well known, to fix the mind, first its work, whatever you are doing, then to fix the mind inwardly on an object of concentration. So as um, in the beginning, especially when the energies are very youthful, it's very difficult. But as we go through experiences of life, there is a certain bit of training and taming which takes place naturally. And so, to fix the attention inward on an object of concentration, on the mother's image, on the mother's name. So, this way, slowly the mind will begin to enter into a state of stillness. Long process. And we should not expect uh, sudden miracles. It's okay. But we should perceive her. If we persevere, eventually it happens. It comes, of course, ultimately by the grace, but our effort helps us to retain it. (coughs) Also to avoid certain things which make us restless. Like for example, I hate to give this example, but it's so true, marriages. You see what happens when people go for marriages. Now, you know, marriage is outdated. So, but still, the way we all have marriages, what is the atmosphere in a marriage? It's really quite a horror. If you look at it from the point of view of the new consciousness, it's a horror. And uh, yet, people go, then there are certain um, kind of associations and company, which will make us very restless, so we should be careful. It's important what kind of a vital interchange, because whenever, uh, you know, like this is satsang, but then there are uh, people and places which make us intrinsically restless. So we should uh, not too much indulge into these things. Uh, Of course there has to be a balance, completely I'll not go here, not go there can make us very limited. But if we have to go, wherever we have to go, sometimes can't help it, we should minimize it and go with a very clear idea that I am going to practice equanimity. Don't go into a I have to buy a new dress and show it to others. That's dangerous. So uh, that's the reason why coming to ashram or coming to places where there is a zone of peace, because if we are in the world, engaged in the world, and yoga has to be done in the world, it's also a fact <laughs> that we drink poison. Mother has spoken of that. She said, that's why she created Yashram in olden time, there was a need to go into monasteries, take a break and go, because otherwise we drink poison. We don't even realize it, see. Go to a market with a friend, friend says, I want to go to market. I'll come, okay, you go to the market. You have not had anything in mind. But when you go, you want to buy something. Whereas a better way is to go to the market with a clear idea, this is what I am going to pick up. Pick up that and only that and come back. It's a big training. Everybody is laughing, it's very difficult. The moment you go, there'll be something else, and you know they always. So these are trainings. Simply, I'm saying that you know we can train our mind and vital to a point because we'll have to go to market. There are things to be bought, and which we get in the market. So go with this clear idea. This is what I'm going to pick up. Go find it, pick it up. If you find it, come back. If you don't find it, leave it. It's maybe not, not now. So these are various ways by which we help in developing quietude and eventually stillness of this quietude will deepen into calm and peace and eventually stillness stillness won't come straight away even as I said reading you know one of the side effects of reading Sri Aurobindo's books <laughs> side effect, people want understanding but before understanding stillness comes, why? must have seen people often say oh, I read the life divine, I feel sleepy alright good Better to sleep reading the life divine than take a pill or, you know, get worried. Read life divine and get to sleep. So nice. All psychiatrists will go jobless. (laughs) Good for them. Good for us. I don't understand anything. Very good. Read the one paragraph, the earliest preoccupation of man or so it seems. Read human aspiration. First passage ten lines. So, it will, um, the mind slowly, because it's a higher consciousness. Somebody asked Sri why, why don't you make it simpler and people like to make it simpler. One of the big challenges, oh, he has written very difficult. It's not like that. Everything that Sri has done is is like a smart move, you know, he is smart. So (laughs) what is the smart move? he He has said this in one of his places, and he says he has brought things, highest truths up to the higher mind. Why does he want to bring it here? He can do it. In letters is very simple. He says so that we make some effort. <laughs> Otherwise it's passive. passive, you know it's, it doesn't it's like in medicine you have people who make medicine made easy like a key. So doctors who read those books and pass, they don't make good doctors because it's meant for pass marks. So similarly, Sri placed everything a little above. So when we strain, by the contact of that consciousness, the mind begins to fall quiet and silent. So we should read every day something from Sri It's not about that I'll understand better about yoga. Yes, it may come, it may not come. That's not important. Yoga... Read Mother, if you want to know how to practice yoga, Mother. <laughs> but uh, but uh, when we read Shurabindo, it lifts the mind. And when the mind is lifted to a point, it begins to become quiet. And it's a common experience many people have. You know, they go off to sleep, so they stop coming unfortunately. you should go, read and fall asleep, what is there? So these are some of the basic practices. And ultimately, ask the grace. Everything comes from the divine grace. Before, is Before? Before everything is body. I think in the previous speech, spoke that after some time, some Buddha and really, really, Yes. 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 Many years back he said that, that was in a private <laughs> ah, yeah. In 32 there was a letter, Gundaraj part I am saying, when Nirodha asked the <laughs> Yes. We have to wait, uh, last, uh, last yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. Even all of us go through that. So, uh, but first coming to the, uh, the exact thing, when Shurvindu was asked by Nirodha that, uh, uh, I hope, sir, you are still working for India's independence. So, Shurvindu's rights, now, why I'm saying this year is important, 32. He says, of course, all that is already settled. I am working for what India will do with her independence, Bolshevism, Gundaraj, things look ominous. Okay. Now, you see, 32, even as I said in the morning, 1910, when Shorabindo came, he was clear about India's independence. How many years it took from 1910 to 1947? 37 years it took and so much of bloodshed and everything. So similarly when Sri Aurobindo says that the sun of India's destiny will rise and overflow Asia, India overflow Asia and overflow the world, it is bound to rise and we can see it rising. We should not uh, totally be despair based on some personal experiences all of us have. One thing we cannot deny that India is rising despite the politicians. See, unfortunately, we are looking at the wrong place. We want politics to change straight away. Politics and financial world are the last things to change. Yes, it is not government which will change people, it is people which will change the government. So, what we can do from our side, we can change ourselves. That's minimum in my hands, about for which the path is there and so many things are there. And as people change, Governments will change, things will evolve. And even that is not left in our hands. It is now, 58, Mother gave a very interesting message. She says, material nature has begun to collaborate, which means now the children will come. See, adult people, they will, we want to change, bring a change in society, we, we want the government to change. Okay, which is okay, government is one part of it. But when the divine wants to bring change What does he do? He changes children You see the story of Krishna Kansa and all these people were ruling so terribly What was divine's way? He got birth as Krishna Now what, what, what does Krishna do? Krishna doesn't form a new party Krishna inspires the people that you know You can take life in your hands It's something beautiful You don't have to bow down to this or that And eventually Because of this inner aspiration Inner inspiration Things begin to change So we must focus on that And I think at least now I see that there is an urge towards Feeling yourself inwardly The need for change Inwardly Not change of government But we as a people must change this I feel that this is happening, this hope has come up. Also you must understand India's dynamics are very complex. Look at it like this, we want change to take place in you know 50 years, 60 years, my lifetime. Uh, any country if we see, wherever they stand today, look at, look at the background, look at India's background. India is an extremely complex country, not just in terms of diversity of language and everything. But in terms of layers of civilization, from the bullock cart to the jet age is there in the same city. It's not easy to manage this complexity. India has a past like no other country. And it's all alive. It's all alive within us. And most of all, if you look at India, look from uh, maybe 1500 or maybe even 15th century rather... India has been constantly under invasion till for 600, 700, 500 years, 600 years a country which has been subjugated so we should allow some time already the first signs of renaissance are there I would not uh, agree that there is no sign at all there are signs you see these children nowadays I, I am in touch with many of these children I meet them They don't accept nonsense. You see, the whole philosophy became accepted. Because we were trained like that to be subjugated. So even when government came in India, we practiced the same British Raj mentality. So we remained subjugated. (laughs) Now, youth of India questions. They don't accept. I know so many, like the example you gave. They question, they say, why? I mean, see, for me, why I didn't question... Because I have, I have a goal. My goal is yoga and I have to see things from that perspective. At the same time, I fully understand if a youth says, No, this is not acceptable. Madam, this is nonsense. You can't do it. So there are instruments also which are awakening and they are becoming harbingers of change. Well, still there are many who are still sticking on to the last remnants of the old creation. It's okay. You see, when dawn comes... Many people want to sleep a little longer. Some want to sleep till 11 o'clock. They pull the curtains, put the blanket. They don't see the sun. It's okay. The sun will impose itself. Which is what is happening. You know, what Mother said, power of crashing circumstances. And I could give any number of examples of this change which is coming up. Simple thing like cleanliness. You see, it has opened many doors. Now, because this cleanliness should become a way of life. So, there are people who have, who have started interpreting it in nice ways, like interesting ways. Like, for instance, there is a whole group which has started Clean Mind Program. Now, it's whether it's, you know, it's a slogan. I'm not, you know, going into that. But at least people are looking at, oh, I must clean my mind also. Now, it's a movement. And at least the present Prime Minister, and I am saying without any political affiliations, The good thing is that he wants people to awaken and let things turn into a movement, which is a good thing. Because government cannot change unless we as a nation rise up and change. So, which is happening? See, look at 30 years back. How divided we were. Look at now. People are comfortable because of the mass movement and everywhere. (laughs) They, yes, 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 yes. So that that is because land, I agree. Yes. yes, so but who has given them the power? See, that is the thing that people have to awaken and change. Now they are torturing because we give the power. Sir, we are people, power we have? No, it's not our fault. We are see when we talk about government, who empowered the government? Didn't he? In, in democracy, we cannot blame the government, we have to blame ourselves. Now, w- de- de- democracy, no de- democracy in India. it accept, I don't fully accept that, but no I no do. I, I understand. No, no true democracy can come unless people are awakened and they are educated. I agree with you that, you know, on that score, that to have true democracy, it should be like that. No. Ah. Amatmi I don't know. See I'll tell you what this idea of the common man I don't fully subscribe to it because common man wants everything to be served in the platter. He wants everything for himself. I'll give you a small example. Look at now GST and this has come up. Demonetization took place. Two examples I'll give from very recent past. What was the response? Now very interestingly the common man stood by it. Why did he stand by it? Because deep inside he knew it is for the good of country but there are also people who say oh GST my hotel bill has become expensive it's okay let the system get cleaned what What if instead of you know if I can afford go, go to a hotel and spend 500 rupees can't I spend another 30 rupees which will now GST will make things more transparent I am giving just one example out of many but I see you know there was a demonstration why because not because uh, things have become costly but because now income tax people have to pay the fact is that the Aam Admi, the same Aam Admi, even when he was earning, he was refusing to pay any tax. You know, we all know this. Uh, I mean, I, I was with the Indian Air Force and it used to trouble me, not trouble me, but I used to say, look. I'll I'll come to that. We'll come to big people. But first let us see the mentality of the Aam What does he really want? Does he really want truth and light and peace? He wants money. He wants just what they say, food, shelter and you know the slogan. That I'll be happy with food and shelter and my bread. So this smallness of consciousness which makes a man amadmi amadmi has nothing to do with poverty it is poverty of consciousness I am happy with this much I want this you know in Kolkata in those days uh, long back uh, when I used to see this julus, you know people marching with uh, give me bonus give me bonus otherwise you have no right to stay on the throne how silly is that what man is born for it's worse than life of a dog I just want my food and this was the state of the Amadmi. So he suffers because he doesn't want anything more. He doesn't seek anything more and he wants all that served on a platter. He wants I will not contribute from my side. The same Amadmi will throw the you know uh, dirt on the road and he will say government should clean it. Now you know we, we are part of the large let us do our bit. Otherwise we will just become agitated Government, government, government I agree that government should do their bit Am I doing my bit enough? My own feeling is Aam Admi is not doing enough Neither in his hopes and aspirations He has become impoverished Again Aam Admi is not a poor man I know poor people With tremendous inner Aspiration Who will never do anything dishonest Who will pay all the taxes They are exceptional people now, coming to the big people, so called big people or the rich people. Vijay Malaya, Malaya, Vijay Malaya. Vijay is an interesting. Okay, <laughs> uh, Well. Uh, no, no, it's okay, it's okay. We can touch that and then come. Uh, see, Vijay Malaya is we go into discussing individual Vijay Malaya and Lalit Modi, then we'll enter into a political foray. Who created Vijay Malaya? We are the ones who go and buy Kingfisher. We are the ones who watch the shows and we, you know, all these models and we are the ones who will go for cheap airlines. So, who empowered Vijay Malia? It is we, our, again, our poverty of consciousness. When we have such a low, obscure consciousness, then such people thrive because they give that and they make money. You know how much money is made today's times? You, Vijay Malia is nothing. You know, maximum money is made through what? Just make a blind guess which business is the most thriving. Yes? Homes. No share, no home, sir. You will be shocked and surprised if I tell you. Yes? Anybody?
1: No, nothing, all behind.
0: Be prepared to take the shock. Pornography. Aware of that? Internet pornography? And what money is that? Dark money. It doesn't even known. Must have heard about bitcoins. Criminals have advanced further. Now why this is happening? Because well for us that is life sir. Where is the solution? There have to be some people who have to... We have to exercise. This is a practice we have to do. If one or two or ten individuals do it, it will have a cascading effect. What is the way we look at a woman, I am not talking of this, uh, we are very blessed and people who are, you know, uh, we are so fortunate. But look at, you know, how is a woman treated? What is, uh, we talk about common man, as an object of what? Pleasure. Look at the advertisement, look at the cinema. So who is responsible for this? If I go for cinema which is titillating. Now why all this is happening? Because there is a depravity of consciousness. This is what Sri Aurobindo says. If your consciousness is deprived, then everything will be of that. And let me tell you, the same thing applies in a so-called rich country like America. Deprived consciousness. Breathe air there. At least in India, we can breathe such air. I have been almost 20, 21 times to US and all other countries. It's suffocating. We think that by solving problem and making Aam rich, we'll be happy. It's suffocating. You can't breathe. Simply because you feel that depravity. Same with Hong Kong, same with all these places. Singapore, very clean place. But I've, my experience was I am walking into a living dead people and I didn't know what is happening to me. Constantly I had a feeling that, you know, they, these are dead people. So much so that I had to clutch to Savitri And open and then I got the Exactly what Then I realized that you know It's like mannequin You know what is a mannequin It's like on the shops you will see outside A man or a woman nicely dressed Looking very good But without a heart and a soul I feel they are in a worse state Because at least we are so fortunate To be born born in By very birth in this land We receive the touch of the soul hundreds and thousands of people in this land still aspire for something greater and beautiful let us not underestimate India this is the strength of India but we don't nurture it let us nurture it let let us nourish it that is where we draw strength from but if we do sloganeering and float a political party and cut us from the roots which is what many people have done we are going for disaster another America we don't want that our strength lies in our spirit. See, this is what been the awakened people do. Get connected. See, when we get connected with the spirit, what, does, what happens? We are not afraid. One of the signs of the Brahman is Nirbhaya. We are not afraid. Why we are so afraid of everybody? Politicians, we are afraid. Government, we are afraid. Police, we are afraid. We are living in fear. Why? Because we have forgotten our own strength. So, I think the most important thing for India or any country is to connect with its roots roots of strength and the big mistake of many of the political parties which make slogans i will feed the poor is they disconnect us from our own strength so let us get connected with the strength in whatever way this is what india and if it awakens it is already there it's scattered like seeds If it awakens, I can tell you, it will be a formidable power in the world, already in spite of all this, India has still landed up in Mars and still Indian knowledge is sought after in the world, in spite of all this. So, there are already signs which are obvious, many examples I could give even about the big people, let us not say that they are not doing their work. Not all are bad, let us not divide society into rich and poor. Then we have Marxism as the way left, barrel of the gun. Society is about people who are inwardly poor and inwardly rich. There are some rich people who are doing a good work, let me not... See, there was a time when Indians would not be allowed to enter into a cinema or something which the British are screening. You know, it used to be written, Indians in docks are not allowed. You know, there are, there are companies in UK which have been bought by Indians. I feel proud about it. Why not? It's a rich man who has bought it, it's a good thing. I mean, it doesn't matter. He's making money, but in every sphere. So, this capacity which is inbuilt, now it is beginning to show up in every sphere. But the real evil is hidden elsewhere. It's not in the surface that's what I was pointing out we are looking at these businesses but these words which is happening inside which we need to address address (coughs) funding anything else I see many signs of progress a new dawn and here are the new dawn so many youngsters I feel so inspired every time I meet a youngster I love to see their smile their strength their determination this is where India is. The old consciousness is going to go away. Let's not worry about it. Because the divine is changing the children. So many children nowadays I know who study outside, who come back, they want to rebuild India. Why they are doing it? Who is inspiring them? On own So many beautiful things are happening in, even in terms of New inventions, new discoveries, unfortunately, it doesn't get covered by media. Now they have started something called good news. Many interesting things, uh, even in the field of uh, irrigation, in the field of science. Recently, that new thing which uh, I think IIT Chennai, some student discovered or made. All new startups, All new start-ups. it's happening. So, let's wait 600 years of slavery and uh, a very complex country, we should give at least 100 years. <laughs> yes, anything else? Earlier, when we were studying, we used to have schools like the moral science classes. But nowadays, in, the, in international schools, they don't have But for them, how to work? See, I quite... I mean, I also... Was it a convent school or something? Yeah. Uh, so, same thing. I also studied in convent school where they taught us very... Let me add the word boring moral science classes. <laughs> <laughs> we had to pass and... It was very boring because moral science, the big defect of moral science is... So now they don't have uh, it's good because... I'll tell you what, because it compartmentalizes life very strictly into... Uh, black and white, life is not like that Uh, and now as the consciousness is growing we are discovering it for instance nowadays we say if a wife refuses to have physical relation with the husband the husband can be charged guilty if he forces, isn't it? it's a new law, look how India is changing nowhere else in the world people are thinking of these things now it's a wonderful thing, isn't it? I'm sure everybody will agree that if a wife refuses, husband has no right to force now in moral science class you will not be taught this if you are married it's sacred it's okay but this is the dilemmas now new dilemmas are coming up you, you shalt not kill now what, what does a soldier do with these moral science lessons because he is standing face to face if he doesn't kill there will be an invasion so <clears throat> real life moral science should not be taught as a book it should be taught in real life. Through everyday life experiences of children and I feel there should be something like a classroom discussion, which is what now many places are starting. Where they have life lessons. So life lessons and life skills. So they pick up a subject like you know money. Now, let's say a simple thing. Why should you pay taxes? Now, you know, today's generation... Actually, is telling their parents this um, sometime back, I read it. Today's generation is insisting to their parents, Dad, no, we want to pay taxes. Now, why? It's very interesting. Because ultimately, what are you doing? It's forget nation building and other things, which are wonderful things. But very simply, I am at peace. <laughs> Second, you can't go abroad unless you show your three years' tax return. Practical things. So uh, compelling circumstances... So earlier it was not important... I just stack money and keep it in my cupboard... Now it is meaningless... What do you do with that money? So this young generation realizes... The moment you go to buy something... You are asked the source of your income... So they are discovering that it is much more intelligent... And wise... <laughs> even for your peace of mind and business to pay the taxes... So this, uh, this is how these discussions should take place within the classroom and as parent with our children. That look, you know, what do you feel about it? Pornography. I had discussions with children and I, you know, very logically, it's not about morally it is wrong and you know, you are doing something bad and no, leave aside that part, that is true but let's work at their level. So what happens? You are constantly associating in your mind the image of a woman as a pleasure object. Now, would you like to see your mom or your sister or your wife in this way? Children begin to think. Then you lead them to a point that, look, too much of indulging into these things will lead to an emotional deprivation, which is what happens, it's a big problem. You, You don't know love, because now love has been replaced by lust. So these children, through discussion, understand that yes... But what were we doing earlier, either closing the eyes or, you know, moral science lectures, we don't even touch upon this issue, which is so important, growing up children. So, this this is the way we should bring it. Now, how IB schools are doing, uh, I do not know, because though I know some uh, teachers there, I have not discussed this aspect, because I am not aware. But it's good that it has gone the way it used to be taught. But the new way, which I know is being done in some other institutions, <clears throat> I have been involved with few of them is life skills management. A simple word is life lessons. Value based education. Value based education has come up in a big way. Yes, you are right. Value based education. Thank you for that. It's come up in a big way. So, which is much more uh, flexible because it, it doesn't cut life into uh, right and wrong. You know, that's a very typical, uh, you know, Christian way of looking at life. But Life is real, it's organic, you know. So it cannot be cut into this. In Indian thought, it was never existing in this way. This is good, this is bad, this is right, this is wrong. This is a typical mentality we have acquired because of foreign invasion. So this is happening, already happening and I am sure it will grow. We can have our own programs with children, value based, why not, value education, which would include things like courage, all the 12 qualities of the mother, generosity, We can have a discussion with children. What is generosity? And there we can even touch upon the, you know, politics, for instance. People think that uh, giving food, shelter and money, that's generosity. But giving knowledge? Nobody regards it as generosity. It's generosity of a much higher kind. Look, you know, what happened with uh, Ratnakar. It can transform a Ratnakar into Valmiki by what gift? By knowledge. So giving knowledge, acquiring knowledge, uh, these thoughts are coming up incidentally. They say that the next generation, the knowledge will become power, not money. The word being used is knowledge economy. So, yes. So already many changes are coming which are in the line of the new creation. In Indian tradition, we have the habit of spreading knowledge, but with Western we think this habit of patenting and all that comes, which uh, uh, attends conflict with our uh, roots. I'll touch this question in two ways. One is that Western method and Indian method, where Indian method is to give knowledge and share knowledge. Western method also they share knowledge, but they patent it and charge money for it, which is uh, which is not good. I quite agree with you. And that's why in Shurbindu Ashram Pondicherry, in the center of education, uh, there's no money taken from children and no teacher is paid. Uh, When mother was asked about it, mother said, because knowledge cannot be sold, what price tag can you put for knowledge? So the method was what? Guru Dakshina. Out of your own joy. So either you give of your own joy or the guru. If you say guru, you ask then he could ask anything because knowledge cannot you can't fix a price tag for knowledge and of course the state used to take care of those who were into the knowledge field because you know you need to sustain yourself this was the old ancient system now it is gone <coughs> and i quite agree that now everything has become utilitarian and western and their their conflicts instead of looking at things into western and indian that had its meaning some time back but now uh, you know, we are entering into another age. We have to go to the root and see. For instance, there are certain traditions within India which have become dated. And we need to, uh, and all over the world, one is getting rid of it. Uh, take, for instance, let me give this example: the sanctity of marriage. I'm giving an example. Now, in Western tradition, in Catholic Church. If you are married, you cannot divorce, you know, it's very painful. You cannot divorce, law doesn't allow. Or you take another extreme where you can say talak three times and get separated. The man can say. Now, similarly, we have in India also sanctity of marriage. So, we must understand that well, sanctity comes from what? It comes from the core which is love. Now, when love has passed away, It's alright, you know, people rebuild their lives It is happening, whether we like it or not It's happening So tradition for its own sake Or tradition for something greater and deeper And truer Otherwise we live with facades Hypocrisy, we lead a double life Something which is in the front for society Something else which is behind So now it's not about In fact traditions all over the world are being challenged All over the world and neither west nor east both are the grounds are being shaken why because something new has to come what is important is whether west or east the basis should be truth the basis should be love if that is the basis it's fine but if that is not there then a tradition for its own sake has no meaning like going to temple for example it should not become a mechanical ritual or routine it should be an act of love Or is seeking for truth Now, So these things are getting broken And I think we have to focus Now on the fundamental Rather than on the superstructure Outside Otherwise we are in for The new consciousness Will wash away all these things So uh, Any division nowadays is not good uh, Because we are entering Into an age of oneness So Most important is in any tradition look for what is true, what is beautiful, what is good (coughs) and that becomes sacred, not by some external rule. Simple thing, I will give you an example, again that takes us to the moral science and value based education. Now people want to know what actions are good, now if I flip the question and say let's see what actions are beautiful, you know you will have an answer so install beauty as the Godhead otherwise see what happens in temples I have been for a number of them take for instance Mahakalishwara in Nujay. it's supposed to be such a sacred place and everything, it's so dirty poor Shiva you know, you feel bad about him if he ever becomes Rudra all the devotees will start shaking pouring milk the same way and you know so traditions also need to now change now we must discover the divine inside in ancient now also which is tradition see in the Vedic age you don't see these temples and yet we talk of Vedas when did temples actually start much later it's more of the Puranic age which gave birth to temples but in the and so these temples were, because Purana has worked on the vital of man, so it tried to give an image of something closer to, inner reality they represented outside. Like, you know, this bell and uh, the diya, dipam, is some inner reality which is being produced outside. But in the Vedic age, you don't find temples. You see the great civilization, you discover in you know, temple of, very seldom you'll find. You have ashramas in Vedic age. What are ashramas? They are places where knowledge is being given and you know kings would go there and sit at the feet of the Rishis and receive knowledge. So now we have gone through an intermediary phase. So temple is not important, but truth, knowledge, seeking is important. That seeking must awaken and keep it. I'm not saying that one should not go. If one goes, fine, but don't make that the important thing. That is not the essential thing. Essential thing is seeking and awakening. So all over the world, these outer traditions are getting broken, and it's bound to happen. We have stories in in our Purana Shiva, how you know Sati when she dies, and then you know Vishnu cuts the body into all the parts. She has to be reborn as Parvati. Cannot be the same old thing. The same spirit must take a new form. This is one of the work that Sri be has done. The spirit of Sanatana Dharma takes a new form. For example, dress is now not so important. Earlier it, to enter into a temple there used to be certain dress. Women during periods they could not go inside the temple. Mother broke away all these things. Why not? If we say divine is everywhere, every. Okay we may say from the point of view of hygiene Then say it is hygiene Human beings can understand And now we don't have to worry about hygiene There are so many good measures Why should a woman be deprived from going near the Lord You must have seen in ashram Nobody asks you. So there is a change coming And we must flow with that change So more than tradition Truth is important to keep it And truth will save itself It is capable of doing it Beauty is important, harmony is important, love is important. They are the godheads of the future. Even freedom is important. It's one of the godheads in today's time because it's an age when individuality also is coming up in a big way. And so, all these are the new godheads of the race. Yes, yes, please. parents who are struck to their older, they try to control or suppress whatever mm. always parents have <laughs> ah, see all the children are in everybody is smiling everybody is <laughs> smiling, oh, smiling. It's, it's ah. it's a is it something new? always the parents have been like this you see even Krishna's parents were very even Rama's parents parents are like that you know old consciousness always you know Sometimes Sometimes it's done out of, sometimes it's done out of misdirected love. Very often it is that. Safety, security, danger, because, you know, as we grow old, the mind becomes narrow and the waste becomes bigger. Waste. (laughs) Mind become narrow. Because uh, life sometimes, you know, you feel very, see, we must understand why they do many things. Fears come in, this may happen, that may happen. Sometimes the fear takes the form of Rahu Getu and you know if you do this you know, Kalam, because you know we are scared people you can't tell them brahman is you not know, too big a truth but you see this is how change comes each generation brings its own fresh blood vigor these children when they become parent they become more adjusting see now there is an advertisement uh, which comes on I have plenty of advertisement which indicated one is about husband and wife relation Old time, what was it? Man went into the house and became a couch potato. So, no wonder diabetes, hypertension, everything. Women remained healthy. Why? Because they were working. And once he came to the house, he was the boss. And poor lady will start preparing, you know, cooking all day. Even if she is working, it went on. <coughs> now we see that the change is coming. Husbands work together in the kitchen. This changes begun to come. In. I mean, at least, you must insist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I know this ch- challenge, but at least these winds of change are beginning to blow. You know, sometimes nowadays women say, why aren't you coming and helping? You don't just lecture. Why don't you come and, you know, make the summer? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I quite <laughs> insist on it because uh, I am not comfortable. I, I think I demand also, sometimes they say that ladies are waiting we finish our food, then they will come and eat food. Why this second citizen? They should be the first citizen. When we worship Shakti and Mother, what is the point of just uh, saying it here and in our actual practice we put them into the backyard? So all this change is coming up. Okay, and I am a little, I can't say I am just this generation. I am a bit of a mix of both. Though 1960s so, claimed to be after the after the subramantal manifestation. <laughs> But still you know this change today's children More and more it is coming up So they are the change These children will thrust They are the massive barrier breakers Earlier if you went abroad And came back When you went abroad what was the thing which was told to every child Don't marry a name And if you came back You had to take all this Ganga naan and everything Now you can't help it Children are going, they are coming It's all become so close the very same TV which spreads a lot of other things has certain good things. So the advertisement which I was referring to, you see old time what was the relation between daughter-in-law and mother-in-law? Almost of fear and awe. So there was an advertisement, it shows the winds of change that mother-in-law and daughter-in-law are standing on on one of the balcony of one of the houses. Anybody knows which advertisement? Cadbury. Ah, that's it. Cadbury Dairy Mill. And there is a marriage party going on. So they are dancing. Now both these ladies want to dance. But daughter-in-law is thinking... Mother-in-law, you know... Uh, how can I dance? Go down and dance? And mother-in-law is also thinking... I also feel like dancing... But how do I do when she is there? So then, you know... She just takes out dairy milk and gives. And they just look at each other. And the next moment... It's are dancing on the road. Both together. This is happening. Because... Uh, this is becoming a reality. So this, um, it's not because, as Mother has said, the change will be thrust upon us by the power of crashing circumstances. And that's why when people keep looking behind, they are very become very depressed and despair. One thing which we should never do, never ever do, allow, even remotely, is depression. And I have a very simple take on this. You know, very often people despair, they say, you know, should be this and this, that, I don't this they, they get into depression. So I used the formula which Martin Luther King's wife had used. You know what she had done. Martin Luther King went through Martin a lot of sadness. Depressed for months. They tried everything. So one day his wife said, You know what today news is? What is the news? God is dead. Huh? How dare you say this? God is dead. How can God die? He says, if God is not dead, why are you sitting all the time in such a glum face? So I rephrase it in my own way. If God is there in this creation, as we do trust, then why worry? Is he not knowing what is happening? Is he not at least a little more intelligent than us? Let us give that fellow credit, you know. (laughs) You know? And if God is not there, then why worry? What is the point of anything? If creation collapses, probably it is better than creation surviving. Meaningless dust figures have come up strangely into... What is the point of such a creation and things becoming good, better, best when it is ultimately dust? Isn't it? So, if we trust that there is the divine, we must trust that this wisdom knows... When, what, why, how, and it will make sure that this creation does not fail. It's the responsibility of the Creator. We started, I think, in the morning, we spoke about it, you know, taking the burden. Shubindu is willing to take that burden and acknowledge it. The first spiritual person who says, this is my responsibility, not yours. Only Divine can say like that you know that line in savitri i know that thy creation cannot fail and what is the basis it says how can the end be vain when god is guide so every time we feel uh, glum and gloomy read some lines from savitri they are uplifting so if there is the divine he knows his job well We can't give him the job description, you know, you must do this step one, step two. He'll say, look, you know, I have been doing till now, consulting the human mind and it has created a mess. Please, for a change, let me do it my way. Yes, sir, but you are breaking all tradition. Don't worry, I said the traditions. what is the problem? Traditions are for me or I am for them. They are for me, not I for them. I know. So I am breaking something new I am going to make. See what happens when vegetable, the summer kept in the fridge goes stale. The child wants to take it, but mother wants to throw it away. The child is crying. Oh, my favorite summer, my favorite summer. What does the mother say? I'll make something, this has gone stale. I'll make fresh, hot summer for you. I don't mind eating the fridge one and eating. This is just for information's sake. <laughs> <laughs> but I am just saying that you know what does the mother say my child I am going to prepare more tasty sambar. wait but the child insists on having the rotten one so we see these traditions served a purpose now they have become prison houses so the divine is breaking them what is he going to bring a new hot rasam we should wait for it more celestial in taste then the stale one. So let's wait for the new dish. It takes some time. We can already begin to smell it. Let us enjoy the appetite first. Then we will have the new creation served. Already it is being served. Those who are, have known how to wait, it is being served. Gira is and Rasa. The new creation, new slogan. <laughs> okay, so... Let's always look towards light, beauty, full of faith. Why? Because divine is there. Why? Because he has taken charge of his world. And he knows how to steer it out of every danger and difficulty. So I will close with one of the prayers of mother, which I wanted to read. You see how mother just set aside her entire past. And we should be like that, ready to be newborn before the divine. This is what is meant by being child of the mother. Ready to be newborn, the child is without care, even without responsibility, because he knows the divine mother is there. He is ready to be newborn every day, ready to learn everything, ready to face life with the sense of wonder and trust. Why? Because the divine mother is there. This is a prayer of December 28th, 1928. There is a power that no ruler can command. There is a happiness that no earthly success can bring. There is a light that no wisdom can possess.
1: There is a knowledge that no philosophy
0: and no science can master, there is a bliss of which no satisfaction of desire can give the enjoyment, there is a thirst for love that no human relation can appease, there is a peace that one finds nowhere. Not even in death. It is the power, the happiness, the light, the knowledge, the bliss, the love, the peace that flow from the divine grace. Okay, so we meet tomorrow.